Welcome to the Rat Girls Podcast. I'm Abigail Jensen. I'm Gracie Madrid. And we're doing our first like solo up in such a long time. Yes, just the two of us. Just the rat girls ratting around. We can make it if we try. <laughs> and today is <laughs> Valentine's Day, the day we're recording. What are you doing tonight? Today? Um, we're gonna go to a try a cute little Italian restaurant that we haven't been to in our neighborhood, and then we're gonna go see poor things, which I think is an interesting <gasps> choice. Whoa, lots of sex in that movie, I've heard. Lots of sex and um, lots of mixed feelings. Although a lot of people that I know that have seen it really liked it. But I'm I'm interested to see how I'll feel about it. Just from yeah. what I know so far. But I'm going to go in with an open mind. Yeah, I really want to see it because I love um, Rami Youssef. He's so cute. Oh, my and God. I, I do. I, just, I love him, too. I just want to hug him. Um. <laughs> Emma Stone's great. Everyone in it is great. Yeah, that will be so fun. You, yeah. What are you and Jesse doing? We're chilling because my family just came to town and I got the drunkest I've ever been in my life because ever, Carol- ever I'm pretty sure because Caroline, my, um, you know, 21, 22 year old sister in college came and can't keep up. And my hangovers last for days on end and the anxiety lasts for days. Oh, I totally feel that. That is why I, I did dry January and then half of dry February, but then went to a Mexican restaurant with my friends and had two margaritas. So wheels are off the bus, but I didn't wake up with any anxiety. So, so that's good, but I can totally relate. And I feel for you just know they're not real feelings. Thank you. Just the alcohol withdrawal or whatever the scientific what thing withdrawal? is. I, I also <laughs> feel like once I get, I've gotten older, my face when I drink, gets so puffy. Like, yeah, me too. Takes away my sparkle. Well, you're sparkling to me, honey. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I don't think you lost it. Means the world. Um, okay, let's get straight into these questions. We're doing a special episode, and it's yeah, mailbag episode. Did you watch Blues Clues? Yes, of course. I was trying to remember his mailbag song or his mail song. It's like no, no, no. Males here. Oh yeah. Um. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe it was something, but do you know what was what came into my head? And then I had to push away. No, 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 no. Elmo's no classic. Elmo, Elmo's, Elmo's home. Is it? Elmo's. Oh, hold on. I got to look up the, the It's been a hot now. second since I've watched The Streets of Sesame, and <laughs> I am missing out. Big Bird for a while on Twitter was tiny. It was a whole saga. He shrunk on accident. And what? <laughs> I missed were... that era. They, I think he got big again. <laughs> oh, it's Elmo's World. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Elmo's World. <laughs> Beautiful. What a way to take us into Apparently I'm singing again today. So <laughs> sorry in advance to everybody that's a, listening. That's a good sign. It means it's going to be a good app. Okay. With the first question, we are getting into it. What is your best a blowjob tip? Gracie. <laughs> Girl, no. You know I'm not starting this. You are absolutely leading this off. Uh, best blowjob tip. 
use your hands. I mean, that's the best way to get pressure against the penis because the mouth doesn't really give a lot of pressure and the best way to get a lot of surface area because most people cannot deep throat. That's like shit you see in porn. That's unrealistic. Mm. Um, so if you want to get more surface area, cover more of the peen, definitely use those hands. That's good advice. I'd say if your man deserves it, then the best you can do is what he gets. That's all I'm going to say. Wait. <laughs> that made no sense, but it did to me. You said it with such confidence. The best I, you I, can do. I'm, if you're, you just do your best. If you, if you feel like that's something mm. you want to do, just do your best and communicate throughout because yeah. I feel like there could be a lot of pressure in anything you're trying sexually to be like, oh, um, is the person enjoying this? You have to also, you know, check in with yourself and be like, am I still comfortable with this? And I think it's just communication, what feels good to both of you. Yeah, I think communication is the best because then you're just guessing what they like and you could be doing things like nibbling on the penis because you saw that <laughs> in, corn on the cob know, yeah corn on the cob you saw that somewhere and it turns out your partner does not like that so just ask questions you know you have the you have the best tips so i think anything else you want to add i think mm. this is this is yours to answer cut your fingernails i am or just be wary of them and this is a funny story. I forget if I've told this. If you have a bottom retainer, be wary of it. My sister hooked up with someone from The Bachelor. From what? The Bachelorette. Yeah, a contestant on The Bachelorette once. And she has a bottom retainer, um, you know, that's built in forever. And it nicked his penis. <laughs> Uh-oh. And he started bleeding. So just be wary. Oh, be wary no. Not to that's cause your partner pain. Well, you know, that thing is in her mouth. She doesn't even know it's there. I mean, she's probably lived with it for how long? It's just like a part of her body. She has no yeah. idea. They she don't forgot. Think... Sure. When the orthodontist put it in, they're not thinking like this is going to affect your like gobble gobble game in the future. They're definitely not telling children that if that's when it's getting <laughs> installed. <laughs> Whenever your teeth are growing. <laughs> they're growing. I think it's post growth, right? It could be. I don't know. Clearly, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about today. Okay, I'm doing the best I can, and that's why I gave that answer. I think you had, that was a great answer. Okay, let's okay. move into the next question. How do you rekindle the flame in your relationship? I'm starting to feel like my boyfriend and I are just friends. We are both in long-term relationships. What is your experience advice with this? That's a really good one. I think... I think it's kind of natural for relationships that long-term relationships to go through phases where maybe the romance dies down a little bit because life gets busy or maybe you're in a stage of your life where like your career is really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just requires a lot of your time and energy. Um, and that's okay. But I think the way you get back to, you know, romance again is a conscious effort on both parties. So communicating yet again, communication is key, right? Woo. Expressing, hey, I, you know, feel like we haven't done anything romantic or been on a date lately. 
Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, or have you been, you know, craving that kind of intimacy? Because I have, what can we do about this? How can we fit this into our schedule? And um, sometimes it it's scheduling. Like yeah. you just schedule a date night and, you know, these relationship experts online will say like, make sure you have a date night once a week. And I think I do agree with that, but I think sometimes a date night might just be staying at home and sit like watching TV on the couch or playing a game or cooking a meal together or reading a book out loud to your significant other, giving each other a massage. There's so many things you can do that don't require like, oh, we have to like make a reservation and go to this place Mm. and spend um, money, spend money. But it's definitely something that both parties have to have the desire to uh, put the effort in. Totally. I, that would be my advice too. Like you want to keep pursuing and dating your partner and as like crazy as life gets, continue to make time for them. Jesse and I have a little like jar. We have a date night jar and a sexy time jar, basically. So every two weeks, we pick out a new, we give ourselves two weeks to get it done because a week is a lot. So we pick out, like you said, date either at home dates or uh, out dates. We try to do one of each a month. And then that's amazing. We pick out sexy things like Abby handcuffs Jesse or whatever. And we try to do you know, two of those sexy things a month. And I think, why are there balloons? (laughs) (laughs) We were recording this on Zoom and balloons just popped up behind me. It heard handcuffs and was like, yay. Yay, sex positive. Zoom is for the girlies. (laughs) (laughs) And oh, I think scheduling sex is important too, to continue to like feel close to each other because... When life gets crazy, it's so easy for it not to happen. And some people think scheduling sex is like a bad thing because it seems so clinical. But if you think about the beginning of like when you were dating, you were scheduling dates and you basically knew on those dates you were going to have sex. Like, so you were scheduling sex in the beginning. Yeah, that's a really good point. So like you said, just literally scheduling, making time for each other and making your partner feel wanted. Absolutely. I think also maybe opening up the lines of communication with your partner as to why it feels like maybe just friendship, because it could also be uh, this, this, it could be what we just said, but it could also be maybe your relationship has just naturally run its course and maybe you'll always love each other, but maybe it's, you've grown apart, you know, too much to be in a romantic love anymore and um being honest about how you how you're feeling and if it's something that you feel like you don't want to lose and it's not something that you want to walk away from then maybe even considering couples therapy but if it is something that maybe it's like oh we what are we doing are we just living together now because it's cheaper we're splitting the rent it's comfortable it's you know, just what we're used to now, then um, I would encourage having those hard conversations because it will either lead to, you know, something better for the two of you because no one wants to live feeling like you're just friends with your partner if that's the way it's been for a while and it doesn't seem like it's changing, you know, or it leads to 
a close, more closeness or deeper intimacy because you've communicated how you feel and the desire for it to change. Yeah. I think that's super important. Like actually examining your relationship, but then also communicating like, oh, things are feeling less flirty lately. Like Mm -hmm. what can we do? Give me a little smack on the ass as I walk by, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) sometimes we just get so comfortable. And so in our routines that we forget that we have to go out of our way to show people in our lives that we care or view them in a certain like, like more than friends, if that makes sense. Yeah. And everyone deserves to feel that. So, you know, if, if the, if your partner's not stepping up and meeting your, your needs and wants, then, you know, that's something for you to consider if that's the life you want. Yeah. It's time for you to then murder them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hundred. I was thinking of Saltburn today, so that's kind of Saltburn esque okay. is murdering totally. the one the one you want. So if that's, that's like a great some, Valentine's Day movie. Yeah, if that's something you want to strive for, then watch Saltburn. Have it be your North Star. Oh my god. Disclaimer, we do not condone murder. <laughs> Disclaimer, this is a joke. Okay. <laughs> Next it's question. A comedy podcast. Comedy. Uh, my partner wants to have beach sex, but I'm not sure. Is beach sex fun or worth it? I'm mainly afraid of infection, but also about people being around. I don't want to <laughs> scar anyone. I've never done that, so I don't have the experience. Do you, Me? Abby? I unfortunately do. I wish I did not. Um, beach sex sucks. Don't do it. Sorry <laughs> to your partner. Um, just play this clip of them, but or clip to them. I had beach sex once in Thailand. You would think it'd be really romantic, but we were on the sands. It was at night, so there was no one around. So didn't have to worry about scarring anyone. I, I'm not a big fan of like public sex stuff because I think that's kind of inappropriate to obviously like people aren't signing on to that. You, they don't have yeah. your consent. So made sure that no one was around nighttime, like 2 a.m. on the beach beach sex sucks. It's all friction. And friction is what makes sex horrible. <laughs> you can't use yeah, also like, if you're like laying down your back just being scratched against the sand constantly. I was in doggy style. And so my knees were like, on the sand, like they're little shards of glass. <laughs> for me. Me. And then the sand gets on like, the penis and then that gets in the V and then or the vagina. I don't need to, you know, censor myself here. <laughs> yeah. And then I bled the next day because it was Whoa. just like it cut it all up. He was not circumcised, which is beautiful and lovely, but the sand was got stuck in his foreskin. So that was painful for him too. Never again. Zero out of zero recommend. Or zero it doesn't out of 10. sound like something I'd enjoy. No. But no, but if that's for you. I'd say just like you said, make sure you have to be absolutely positive there's no one else around because, no, yeah, no one else signed up for that. Totally. And if you want to do it in the water, like salt water is drying, too. So it's also going to end bad and in friction. <laughs> so you would not recommend. Find like a cabana, maybe. Yeah, that has air conditioning and is inside. Uh, So in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. uh, so not at all on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Next question is, will you be visiting the Chicago rat hole? Wow, that's a great question. We don't have 
plans yet, but it's not a no. I would be so honored. Yeah, so would I. I'd love that. Also, I just want to go to Chicago. I've never been. I hear it's a great city. (gasps) You've never been to Chicago? No, I've not really spent a lot of time in middle America. Lots of the East Coast and lots of the West Coast, but... Chicago's middle America, right? That's a yeah. dumb question for me to ask, but it, it's I the like best part. Get all the states in the middle America. <laughs> Not that I don't love all of America. America. I don't uh, know why I'm like defending myself like I'm a fucking politician on like a campaign <laughs> tour. I was bad at geography. I'm from middle America and I got Chicago wrong on a map. It's fine to not know what's going on over there. Okay, thank you. I feel better now. I feel better now. It is. It is it's a pretty big. iconic hole, isn't it? Like it's pretty. It's one of the mm. biggest ones in the U.S. of for rats. Yeah, I think it's the biggest um, rat hole in the U.S. And people are, you know, putting flowers down, putting pennies down, getting married next to the rat hole. That's what we talk about when we say offerings to the rat hole or rat's nest. Like you know, when we sometimes we've only I only did it that one time, but. Sometimes I don't have something to send to the sewers. And in future episodes, you might not have something to send to the sewers. And in that case, we'll make an offering to the rat hole. Exactly. And the rat hole will hopefully accept it. And one day we will get our own rat imprints next to the rat hole. Like it's an invitation by the rat king or queen. I want that area in Chicago to become the rat hall of fame. It's walk, just like walk of fame, whatever. Scurry of fame. There's just like little tiny rat imprints, and then your and my giant ass hand <laughs> next to them. Like, who the fuck are these two people? We worked for this. We became honorary rats <laughs> by offering so much to the rat hole. This whole podcast has been an elaborate ploy to just be accepted into the Chicago mm. rat hole gang. Your, your first visit to Chicago, you'll spend like eight hours. Forming your body in cement. <laughs> Remember those TikToks? That TikTok trend where it was like people seeing Disney World the first time after the pandemic when Losers. it opens again? That's going to be us when we see the rat hole. Yes. And Dropping we're winners. To our knees. Disney adults, losers. Rat girls, winners. <laughs> oh, no. We slander Disney adults a lot on this podcast. It's like, why do we have such a personal vendetta against them? I'm also being so opinionated today. and. It's just the mood I'm We're in. We're here for that, though. You should be more. We should both be more opinionated. I'm always scared of making somebody angry at me or being misunderstood. But that's like no way to live your life. Yeah, it's like do whatever you want. Don't be a Disney adult. Murder your boyfriend. <laughs> Again, Happy this is a joke. On I'm on one. My son of the series is going to be crazy today because I am angry. Next question. How do I avoid turning into my boyfriend's mother? I have an anxious attachment, so I've always done things for him, hoping it will make him like me more. But now that I feel secure in the relationship, I don't feel like I need to baby him anymore. The issue is he's gotten used to the babying, and sometimes I feel like more of an assistant than a lover. One, have a lot of empathy for you because I'm also an anxious girly. I think, aren't you too? Oh, yeah. It's very... It's a very hard walk to walk. <laughs> um, what, what, is, uh, what is the thing? Uh, yeah. Line that to made, walk, whatever. That made sense to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't deserve to be taking on all that physical and mental load. And 
I I don't know if you've communicated this to your partner or not. I I feel like I've been this person before. Like it's yeah, it is a really sad feeling like to almost feel like if you can get them to rely on you, then they can't break up with you. Yeah. But then once you feel secure in the relationship, you're like, well, shit, I don't want to do all these things for them. And I feel like communicating, like we've said in every answer, is like the best way just in making the communication about yourself being like, I feel really exhausted doing all these things, blah, 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 not blaming them at all. Just making it about how it would really help you if they stepped up. And also, I think putting the spotlight back on yourself and being like, what are my wants and needs? And is he meeting those? Because if you're just focused on how, you know, you can make the other person happy, but you're not getting this anything in return or they're ignoring your wants and needs like that is just you, you know, that's not okay. But I think like talking to a couple's therapist, if you feel like you've talked to your person and they're not hearing you, what what you say, a couple's therapist can be good at communicating to your partner basically how much you do and how much the mental load or physical load is taking on you. And if they won't change and they won't step up, you have to think about what your potential future with this person would look like. If you did decide to have kids, maybe, or you did decide to actually get married, maybe you are married. But these are all very serious things that does that require the, um, you know, equal commitment from both partners. And you're just going to get more and more burnt out and more and more unfulfilled and your needs just pushed and pushed to the side um, if this is where you're at. And you don't want to ever be anyone's mom. That also really affects the attraction in the relationship for both people. Because that's like who want, you know, you don't want to be having sex with somebody you view as like your child, (laughs) you know, and like they, you know, maybe unless they have an Oedipus complex, they don't want to be like having sex with somebody who they feel is like a mom. It's not that it goes down to that, but it's it's just like it, it has to be equal. Like you both have to be equal. It's equal partnership, not like a one's the caretaker and the other person is the taker. While we're on this subject, can we talk about the moms who think that they're dating their sons and then screw over those sons' future partners because the sons expect the women in their lives to do everything for them? That's, uh, oh God, I can't even imagine. It's why, and it's just like crazy. I've dated someone before whose mom thought they were dating the son. When the mom gets like competitive with you and you're like, are you trying to fuck your son? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, truly. I I know I have to worry about other girls because like we're in college and like everyone's looking up with everyone, but I didn't know I have to worry about his mom. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. I don't I have an I have a very like um, small sampling of this in the world. Like I always used to because I I grew up without a dad. So Mm -hmm. I used to think it was disgusting disgusting when girls would be like daddy's little girl daddy's princess I want to marry a man just like my daddy I literally remember feeling like I was going to vomit when I would hear (laughs) even from a young age people say that I'm like this is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard and then when I started to hear boys be like 
you know, I want a woman just like my mom. On one hand, I remember thinking like, oh, that's really like nice and respectful. And like, like you really, your mom is, a you know, clearly a very beautiful, strong woman. Like that's what you're looking for. But then you see more things come to light where they're just like borderline obsessed and like codependent with their mother. (laughs) It's like arrested development. What was the like mother's boy? Yeah, yeah. He was in that competition. I sometimes I think they still want to be sucking on the teeth, like they. <laughs> That's a red flag. I, I you want your partner to like respect your mom and everything, but if they are not in love with their mom, is not the right way to put it. But if there's <laughs> weird sexual energy there. <laughs> Well, there has to be a boundary. Like that's the other thing that's difficult. I mean, I don't think this is, we're going off, off (laughs) topic, but it's, it's an interesting topic is like how to manage your, if you're building a life with your partner, that is now your, that that's your immediate family, especially if you have a family, have kids, you have to set the parameters and the boundary of your immediate family with your partner and then manage the boundaries between your side of the family, their side of the family. And it's very complicated. And it totally, mm, especially when the holidays come around. <laughs> My dad always says like, he's like, your relationship is now like the most important thing. He's like, we come yeah. second. Like, whenever there's planning that goes on luckily i don't really have to deal with any of that with my family but they're i think maybe they're actually trying to get rid of me they're like no go go <laughs> you to know, Jesse's, family. Jesse's problem now like, <laughs> yeah i'm like oh okay i know i like ruined one christmas by staying in a hotel because i couldn't stand any of you all but like you're really <laughs> trying to ban me from future christmases but no i think that yeah it's like you're that is now your prior. That is now your number one is like protecting your peace with your partner. And then. Yeah. That's everything. really cool. Your dad said that my, my mom said very similar things. She said the same thing. Uh, the next question, what vibes are safe to carry while traveling within the U S and is there any specific way you have to check them or carry them on? Do you ever yeah. travel with vibes? Do you know you're you're not going to believe this but I actually never never have. I think that I'm such a paranoid individual that I mean there's one time that we were going through TSA and Colin's um like razor was going off and everyone the way everyone was looking at us was like we know what this is and it's like <laughs> no we swear it's not we swear it's not like the shame we both had for like literally no reason. Oh my That's god. Just, yeah, so I'm interested to hear your answer cuz I have no idea. I've never even attempted. You can definitely bring like carry on some vibrators. I've only gotten stopped once, but the only time you really get stopped is if you have a ton of <laughs> So that's when I was stopped. <laughs> like an entire <laughs> duffel bag. Your carry on is just all Literally, when I was coming back from Indiana, like any of the vibrators I'd gotten for partnerships, I was like, well, we're flying home with these. But the ones that I like the most are like Balesa has some vibrators that come in kind of an outside case. So it looks almost like a CD, you know, player, what those used to look like. It looks like pretty and aesthetic. So those, like, even if they are pulled out in front of everyone, people will just most likely think it's, you know some form of, I don't know, technology, their mind probably won't go to vibrator first. If that's something you're concerned about, Balesa vibrators are 
great to fly with, but most likely it you'll never have an issue unless you're just flying with like 50 vibrators. <laughs> That's something to be proud of, actually. So <laughs> yeah, couldn't be me. I'd be fucking terrified, but <laughs> my biggest terror, like the most terrified I've been to fly was after I don't have my nipples pierced anymore, but after I got them pierced, I was like, oh my God, like, is this gonna gonna yeah, and it was like I was going to Harry Potter World with my dad and little sister, like right afterwards. And I was like, "Oh my god, my dad's gonna know about my nipple piercings because they're gonna like <laughs> show up on TSA's little scanner." Thing. Yeah, it's gonna beep if they scan the thing over you. Yeah, and I was just like, Ugh, "I don't know what that is," but luckily, yeah, because they used to show that in movies, like if they would go over somebody's like penis or something, and it would beep. Yeah, I was like, scarred from that. That they did that. Or if someone was like bringing drugs in through their vagina. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, on the topic of that, like, obviously I do not try. I would never travel with drugs, but like, I always think I have something illegal on me, even though I don't have access to those things. It's just like my OCD, like intrusive thoughts. So whenever I have to walk through, you know, at LAX where they have like, they have drug dogs a lot. Like, oh yeah. And every time I'm like, somehow somebody smuggled a gun into my bag or like a giant thing of cocaine. And I like, I'm shaking about to walk through these dogs. And then I'm like, I look more suspicious. They're just going to, they're going to think I'm hiding something. I don't know. Can anyone relate? Which honestly free those dogs. I'm sorry. I don't like not being able to pet them. Free those dogs. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that we can't pet them and you know, they want to be pet. I know like that's bad vibes. That's, we, dogs should not be forced to be in law enforcement. Because- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I once listened to this crazy true crime podcast where they basically were saying, and it involved like these dogs trying to sniff out a body. And basically they were saying that drugs, like like sniffer dogs are actually, I don't know if it's the case with like drugs and whatever bombs, but with like cadavers they're actually very like fallible like they mess up and get confused a lot oh my god yeah so they're actually like but they still use them as though they're like foolproof and they actually can sometimes really like (laughs) skew a police investigation oh my god yeah it is wild that we're relying on these animals that cannot talk to us (laughs) How do we know they're not sniffing out a piece of pizza from the trash five miles away? Like, right. Another dog could have peed there like eight years ago and they're just <laughs> melting it out. But now I they're... know they go through intensive training, but I think what they're see, like, again, I just shoot from the hip with the information I give out sometimes because I don't even like it's like half formed. It's like I read the article headline and then I just like create a story from there well there's human error there's like meant to be like there's bound to be dog error their brains are smaller than ours not to brag you know where there's not error though what animal would never fuck orca would never fuck up orca but also rat oh because rats sniff out landmines whoa I was thinking orca because they have the extra part of their brain that we don't have well, orca should just rule the world. We already agree yeah. on that. Why don't we have an orca cop show? <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I just nodded when I said that. Oh, <laughs> bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they swim up to you? <laughs> I'm really delusional today. 
I am too. I'm so scared for listening back to this later because I am like in another planet currently. But we're doing our best and that's the theme of today. Good vibes only. Um, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) It sounded good. (laughs) You live and you learn. We just start throwing out. You live and you laugh and you love. (laughs) Yeah. Not a house, but a home. Exactly. Period. Facts. Facts. Um, Slay yes, mama. Okay, last (laughs) question. The Usher Super Bowl or the Beyonce Super Bowl? You mean like how she like airdropped her music from space? Super Bowl halftime performance. Beyonce is 2013. I think that's what they meant. I misunderstood that question. I thought they were saying like Beyonce was also a halftime show (gasps) because she oh maybe airdropping her music from space and then everyone going to listen to it immediately. Oh my god, maybe that is what they meant. Maybe they were saying was that Beyonce or Usher's Super Bowl? Oh. Oh. I think it can be both. Why does it have to I mean, honestly, it's a big moment for both. It really for me, it's Usher's moment. Yeah. I obviously stand Beyonce, but I do also stand Usher. It's Usher's moment. Like he had been trained. This was his gold medal moment. He's been in his residency Fucking working his ass off, you know, in his prime, yeah, trying to perform for this moment, and he absolutely murdered it. Like it was I watched so it good seven times later that day. It was so good. It was so fun to watch at a bar. Like people were screaming when he took his shirt off. Oh my god, he is a yeah. crowd pleaser. He's a performer. Like he is a perfect performer. He really, and he's hot. He knows what he's doing. That's, they say his Vegas show is like magic, better than Magic Mike, even because he's yeah, working the crowd. About that. We were talking about that, like one of our very first episodes. Yeah. And I remember being like, I love Usher. Like, I'm obsessed with his music, but like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know if I find him hot. And then we want, you know, I immediately was looking up tickets for the, uh residency after seeing the halftime show i'm like what the fuck was i thinking and then you know i didn't even realize it was over so i truly missed the boat on that one whatever it is he has it and like seeing him grind with alicia keys you get it immediately you're like oh the charisma uniqueness nerve and talent is there he has it all Uh uh-huh he was giving us absolutely everything that we wanted and more i agree with you there were some articles that were saying that it was bad and i was like what the fuck deadline who are you no one even knows you girl that's just like the people that want to have something to complain about yeah like enjoy no one can watch that and say that was bad no one hundred percent i and i will say it, I misinterpreted this question. I'm pretty sure I would still say Beyonce's 2013 Super Bowl is a better performance, but that's just because like no one does it better than Beyonce. But I this have was to go back and watch it. I don't remember oh, it off the top of my head. It's I wish so it good. Done. She misses one mark, <laughs> which I'm sure haunts her or not because she's like the most famous, richest person ever. But um, besides that one tiny moment, it's literally like she brings Destiny's Child out. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm gonna watch it when we're done filming. I forgot a recording. I totally it's not like coming to mind, but not because it wasn't memorable. It's just like, you know, we all know here I have memory issues. So <laughs> we have rat brains. Rat um, brain. But but also I am so 
excited that she's going country. I think it's such a brilliant, like it's going to move and it's going to sound, her voice is going to be just like so amazing for that. And I also think it's so funny how her and Lana Del Rey within like the last two weeks, both announced that they're going country. Beyonce did have a country daddy's lessons on, um, you know, lemonade. Yes. Yeah. And the chicks brought her out at the CMAs and people were tweeting hateful things at the chicks and Beyonce. So I really hope the country community embraces them. But also I'm like, fuck the country community if they're being rude to Beyonce. That's not surprising, but also like just so disappointing. Like that I I was seeing something online about um, how people were like prophesizing what her third act of Renaissance is going to be. And they thought maybe rock. So like act one is house music. Act two is country and act three is um, rock. And they were saying that it was a black creator who was talking about it. And they were saying that it's like, you know, reclaiming music that was started by black people, but now has become a space that it's like, they're not like the most welcome in. And that's just yeah. insane. Also just like her vocals are so unbeatable. Like you would be honored to listen to them on a country song. Yeah. yeah. Like move over. I don't even know who else. I can't name another country star. <laughs> move over Blake Shelton in your nasally ass voice. <laughs> Let's get into send it to the sewers. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go? You go. Okay, I made a giant list of things to send to the sewers because I'm so angry wow. and I was going to do like fast, fast, fast like Jesse did that one episode, but maybe I'll still do that. But this jury duty thing that happened is really pissing me off. I'll do it. I'll do them so fast and then I'll end with jury duty. Okay. okay. Number one, people complaining about Jon Stewart making fun of Biden. Um, <laughs> Biden is old. I'm sorry. <laughs> he is old. I also, I obviously hate Trump. Trump sucks. But I I feel like we should be able to admit as a culture that Biden is old as dirt and it's concerning. (laughs) What was, what happened? I missed that. What did John? John Stewart's like hosting The Daily Show again. And he was like, we have literally the oldest people ever like running for president. The only time anyone older, like whatever, they're breaking their own record of being the oldest people to run for president. And people were like mad that he was insulting Biden. And it's like, guys, this I saw this man speak in 2017. I bought a ticket to his book tour. He went on describing these random people. No one knows heights for like hours because that's just how old people talk sometimes. And he's like in that phase. He was in that phase in 2017 where he's like, my friend Jim was five seven and his wife was five eight. But you know what? She was actually she actually started out as like six foot. (laughs) And that had nothing to do with what? what he was talking about at all. So anyway, that's number one. Number two, how expensive a wedding is. <laughs> number three, our audio from last week being fucked up. It was a good episode. I'm pissed about it. Number yeah. four, my shoe size is getting bigger and bigger. I was once a petite little seven. Now I'm a nine and a half. I haven't, I've actually lost weight. So I don't know. And I'm not pregnant. So I don't know what's happening. Blow the lid off on flat feet. <laughs> The next, I lost track of my numbers. Next one, me starting to fall for a cheek filler. Um, I really want it right now. And I know I need to snap out of it because I think I'm going to do it and hate it. But I've convinced myself that all my problems would go away if I had cheek filler. You have gorgeous cheeks. What the hell? You're, you literally, what are they going to put in there? You have voluptuous cheeks. 
<laughs> my sister, I was just with her all weekend. You know, she she does the injections. She looks so beautiful. I'm like, pow, like I want injections too. But I know it's a scam. I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Vanderpump dogs. I went there to get Joey a Vanderpump Rules sweatshirt, my dog. <laughs> and I got him a size medium. He's 12 pounds. Okay. Size medium should be big on him. It's too small. So keep or send it to the sewers, Vanderpump Dogs, because you're giving my me dog body dysmorphia. I have no idea what size he is. And then my final send to the sewers is me calling jury, jury duty yesterday, them saying, you don't have to come in. And then me calling today and saying, hey, you missed your jury duty this morning. What? Am I going to go to jail now? You've got a lot on your plate, Abby. <laughs> yeah. You've got a lot on your plate. Um, the jury duty thing is unhinged. Like they should make it very clear when you're supposed to show up and if you need to show up. I got a wedding this year. I, this was the one week I could do this. I'm like, <laughs> imagine, well, you can't, you say like, can't you be like, oh, I can't do it this week. Like, I think I would be able to say that if I could ever get someone on the goddamn phone, I call and it's like <laughs> Cisco 191. Like, this is where you would put an extension for Cisco. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Man, those are some rapid fire. Send it to the sewers. Yeah, and sorry. No, you have nothing to be sorry about. This is send it to the sewers is where you should let it all out. I know. Screw therapy. I have send it to the sewers. Actually, no, I need my therapist. <laughs> I need my therapist. Also, I almost said keep it in there because I listened to a podcast called Keep It and they keep they say keep it to things. And oh, I love that. And so I was I got I was channeling Lewis Vertel for a second. It's like that sometimes. Sometimes you just take on the personality of an entirely other different person because you've just been watching or listening to too much of their content. Mm. And then you're like, wait a minute. Who am I? Yeah. Yeah. I've literally just turned myself into someone else. What are we doing? Okay, what's your send it to the sewers? Um, so I I can't remember if I've ranted about it on here before, which I have a list of everything I've written on send it to the written that I have talked about and send it to the sewers, but it wasn't on there. So I don't know. But anyways, even if I have ranted about it before, I'm gonna rant about it again because it's fucking out of control i have street parking mm. and it's fine like there's there's no reason i shouldn't be able to find a parking spot every day like on my street my street is super long you can park on both sides but because people park like absolute idiots super inconsiderate they'll park like five feet away from the curb and then but like not enough to where a car can fit behind them and then leave so much space in between them and the car in front of them so then you can't fit in there either and they like end up taking up like three or four parking spots maybe four is a bit dramatic but like you get what i'm saying and it's like i'll be driving up and down my street coming back from something at night and it's like impossible to find a place to park like i can't tell you the amount of times i just wanted to like park in the middle of the street and write a note like sorry it's not my fault that everyone else drive uh parks like super inconsiderately i have no i live here i pay rent and i cannot find a place to park no i i have been that parker before that was inconsiderate and enough people left notes on my car that i learned a lesson i'm getting to the point of i think i need to do sticky notes like i don't yeah. want to be passive aggressive i'm not that kind of person but there's no other way like i can't like how am i going to find the person who owns that car 
and be like, excuse me, um, would you please park a little better? Um, they And the thing is, they because I just didn't even know. I like it never crossed my mind. So they might be like me, like a country bumpkin from Missouri. <laughs> they have no idea <laughs> they, where it's they're true. from. Parking is a plenty. So you could actually be helping them. It's true. You got to give in, people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. No, but I, I've been the person then who was looking for parking and wanted to absolutely kill myself because it's like 4 a.m. in the morning and I can't find a parking space. And I'm like, no, fine. It's, it's crazy. It's like I start to spiral and then and then I'm like, I can't park, you know, another street over because then I'm I have to walk back in the at night by myself. And then in the cases that I do do that, I'm walking back with like all my weapons, my pepper spray, my like alarm, my keys in my hand being scared. I'm going to be like jumped on the way home. It's like, I'm just a girl. Let me park in front of my apartment. Yeah, we should. They should have parking spots on the street for people who live on the streets. Yeah, you'd think there should be some sort of like thing that you put on your dashboard that Do you says have a tag. Do they have a no, parking tag for you? No, there's no tags. It's just open season. Oh, yeah. We had tags where I lived in WeHo. But even with that, it was just like, there's just too many goddamn people here. <laughs> too many people, too many cars. But you d- you ranted about that on our secret practice episode. So no one's heard it, actually. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> like This is giving deja vu, but I don't think that I've said it yet. I don't know. Maybe I just like had a conversation in my head. It was when we did our practice episode. Mm-hmm. That's peek behind the curtain everyone <laughs> yeah maybe one day we'll release it it's a very unhinged it's very unhinged <laughs> that was when i was scared we were gonna i was we were gonna get sued by disney because i was slandering disney because they took away my pepper spray <laughs> yeah universal took away mine these theme Sneak parks peak. they're out to get us okay what an episode <laughs> extra chaotic today extra chaotic in honor of valentine's day which is a chaotic holiday maybe i don't know i was trying to pull yeah, it all take together it or leave it it's like it's a corporate holiday yes but also is it a good excuse to celebrate love yes doesn't have to be yeah. romantic love it can be mm-hmm. platonic it can be love with your family Just self-love love self-love spread the love and feel the love yeah oh, and you know i was just thinking actually because i'm looking at it um one of the questions from earlier, the person who wrote in about being anxiously attached and not wanting to um, feel like they're their partner's or, you know, significant other's mom, um, we should recommend, we recommend the book Attached. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Abby lent it to me. So Abby's read it and she lent it to me and I'm almost done with it. And it is so informative and so beneficial to I think anyone. I don't even know who the author is, but I'm like, thanks for changing my yeah. life. Wait, hold on. It's far. Yeah. I, it, it's far away, but I'm looking at it. Let me go grab it, and then we can we can say the author. We can praise them. It's two authors. Whoa, Amir two. Levine, MD, and Rachel S. F. Heller, MA. I don't know Thank what you. that is. Masters Associates. What the fuck is MA? I don't know either, but thank you to those two for their insight, their wisdom, just probably being like rat girls, being superstar icons. We're comparing ourselves to the people that wrote the, like, a really special book, and we're like, yeah, we're kind of like them. We're kind of like them. (laughs) They're kind of like us. 
I meant that and they could be inducted like each other. in the rat girl cult, but it just came off and saying they wouldn't are. It be, wouldn't it be sweet to like interview them? Oh yeah. I'm going to find them and reach out. They'd be or like, you, so what podcast? The or if you guys <laughs> listen, <laughs> you're welcome to come on. <laughs> in our delusional brains, we think that they're listening to our podcast. Thank you oh. for learning from us. <laughs> People who wrote a test. <laughs> they're like these girls need jesus they're beyond our help not anxiously attached attached to the devil okay (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone for listening uh please rate us and review us if you like this pod which we hope you do if you're listening um oh my dog just got the rose that my gym gave me i should probably go figure that out okay (laughs) happy valentine's day we love you all Happy Valentine's. Oh, my God. You look like the bachelor. He's carrying the rose stem around in his mouth. Okay. He's bringing you the rose. Yeah, oh, my God. Like bad because it has thorns. Oh, God. Joey. Speaking of sons loving their mothers. Yeah, there we go. That's when it's okay. It's when it's a puppy. Um, yep. Okay. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.